Today's daf is daf chavav, page twenty-six. And we are on the bottom of Chaf Hayomid Base, twenty-five B, four lines from the bottom of the daf. Okay, we're up to the word four lines from the bottom. Second to last word on the line is Usehe. Usehe. Okay. Now, um, I want to just give a quick introduction with the following. Our Mishnah on yesterday's daf brought a machlaikas between Rabbi Tarfin and the Rabbanon, whether uh, Karen pays half damage or full damage when it's in the victim's property. The Chum said you pay half damage. Rabbi Tarfin said you paid you pay full damage. That was the mission on yesterday's death. Now, both of them, we were coming out at the end of the day, are using a Kalvachaymer from Shane and Regal to tell me what the halach is going to be by Karen Bershos Hanizik when something damages in the way of Karen in the victim's courtyard. And the dispute just is how, how to implement the rule of Dayo, how and when to implement the rule of Dayo. The Chum say we implement the rule across the board, so the most you could do is half damage, and Reb Tarfin disagrees. Okay. What today's daf is going to open up for us, and again, we're picking up, for those just logging on, we're picking up on the bottom of Chaf Hei Yomad Beis, four lines from the bottom with the word Usehei. Okay, Usehei, four lines from the bottom. What we're going to discuss on today's daf is if we're going to start making and connecting halachas of Shane Varegel and Karen, why is it a one-way street? But maybe we should learn out laws the same way we're learning out Karen, Bershus Hanizik, from Shane and Regal, maybe we should also learn out certain laws of Shane and Regal from Karen. Shouldn't just be a one-way street that we're learning halachas, it should be a, a two-way street and and um, anything that's not explicitly in the Torah, start making uh, connections and limudim, learning out of, and, and let's see uh, which halachas we could extrapolate. So that's, that's going to be the attempt as we begin today's daf. So here we go, four lines to the bottom. If an animal damages in a way of pleasure, in a way of walking around normally in a public domain, you are putter. Says the Gemara, why? Let's make a kavachaymer now from Karen. According to the Rabbanon who say that in a private domain, Karen only pays half damage. We know in a public domain, you're you're going to be uh, you're, you're going to be obligated whether it's half or whole. Shane Beregel. So Shane and Regel, which were more strict in a private domain. If my animal goes into your domain and damages your stuff, I'm going to have to pay complete damages. Ain't Odin. How much more so? In a public domain, it should be, uh, how much more so should it be obligated? Because the same way Karen is going to be obligated in a public domain, sometimes even more so than in a private domain, so to uh, Shane Varega, why are we being uh, lenient? Says Gamar, I'll tell you why. Because very nice, you want to have a Kabachimer, you want to have a logical, uh, you want to have a logical uh, extraction from the law of Karen, but guess what? Logic doesn't override verses in the Torah. There's a specific passage that says Shem Rego is only only obligated for Shus Rabbim and not in a uh, and not in the public domain. Okay. Mide Kule Kamrinon. What do we want to know? We want to say like this: the same way we learned yesterday that the laws of Karen 
should be learned out from the laws of Shane and Regal in a Nizik's domain. We should, says the Gemara, also learn out the law of Shane and Regal in a public domain from Karen and be strict on it. What would we obligate it? Asked the Gemara. Full damages or half damages? Omar Kra. It says in the Pasuk, the Chitzay is Kaspai. You should split its money, which means Kaspai Shalzeh, like Kaspai Shalzeh. Only through Karen do you divide it, but you don't divide money of Shane and Regal. And therefore, Shane and Regal is going to pay um, a uh, complete damage. If it, would pay, if it would pay in a public domain, that payment would be a complete payment, not half damages. Okay. Period. Now, says the Gemara, why not make an additional Kalvachimer? Besides for what we learned yesterday. Again, yesterday we said the same way Shane and Regal, which is not obligated in a public domain, has to pay full in a private domain. So to Karen, which does pay half in a, in a public domain, how much more so should it pay in the private domain? And dispute is half or whole. Says the Gemara, let's make a Kalvachimer differently. Maybe Shane and Regal actually should not even, should not ever pay whole damages. Maybe Shane and Regal damage in a public domain is off the hook and in a private domain you pay half. Why? I'm going to say you pay half in a private domain on Shane and Regal. I'll make a Kalvachimer from Karen. Which we're so strict on it that even in a public domain you're obligated. Even when he go to a private domain, if the animal's a tam, all you got to do is pay half damages. Even though we're so strict in a public domain, in a private domain, you still pay half damage. So the lenient rule of chain and regal, which doesn't pay anything in a public domain, how much more so? In a private domain, chain and regal should only pay half. It shouldn't pay whole. Wrong, because half damage is not giving complete, uh, is not giving complete value. And when it says Yeshalim, what it means is Shane and Regal must pay complete damages whenever it's paying. So in the private domain, when it's paying, it's going to be complete. Bottom line, verses always are going to override the logic of a potential Kavachim. Okay, so as we said in the beginning of today's daf, we're going to keep trying various kavachimers and and seeing if we could extrapolate uh, some uh, some halach. So, says the Gemara. What we know so far, let's pause for a minute. What we know so far is like this, just to give ourselves an overview of the halachas: Shane and Regal, public domain, putter, private domain, whole, because it says Yeshali. Karen, public domain half, while it's a tam. Private domain, dispute Rabbi Tarfin and Rabban. Rabbi Tarfin says, oh, Rabban say half. Now let's get into this. Says the Gemara, what about another potential Kabbalah? Maybe Karen in a public domain should not, should not have to pay, like Shane and Regal. Why not? I'll say it like this. Just like Shane and Regal, when it's in the victim's property, you pay whole. We'll throw the whole book at you. And still, if it's in a public domain, you are potter. They're not going to have to pay anything. So Shane and Regal is very strict in private. 
but very lenient in public. Which were more lenient in a private domain. You don't pay whole. All you got to do is pay half. Logic would dictate. That you're also putter. If Shana Regal, which we throw the book at in a private domain, pays nothing in a public domain, Karen, that we don't throw the book at, all they got to do is pay half, how much more so should it be off the hook in the public domain? Amar Rabbi Yechiron, Amar Kra, again, we have a verse overriding that logic, it says, Yechetzun, you're going to split the costs when it comes to Karen damaging, Ein chati nezachalak harabim It's always, when you have Karen, you're always going to start out paying half damage, whether it's in a public domain, whether it is in a private domain. So granted, logic would dictate you don't pay on Karen in a public domain, but we don't care about logic. When the verse tells me, when the Pasuk tells me that you will be paying, says the Gemara. Okay, very good, very clear. Let's keep trying to make more Kavachaymer. We know that if my ox kills a person, I have to pay, in addition to all the other damages, I have to pay a kofar penalty. It's a fine, it's a kofar penalty. When a human, a person kills somebody else, you don't find this fine. We don't find the kofar penalty. Says Gemara, why not? When my axe damages, I need to pay. When I pay, when I damage, I don't need to pay. I'm sorry, when my axe kills, I need to pay. But when I personally kill, I don't need to pay. Where's the logic in that? Ask the Gemara. Let's obligate a person to pay kofar whenever he kills somebody. Uh, through through logic, when it comes to your axe, which if your axe hurts somebody, you got to pay for damage. But do you have to pay for embarrassment, medical bills, loss of work? No. You don't got to pay for tsar, Ripoy, Shabbos, and Baishas. You don't need to pay for these four things. But if I damage somebody, I do need to pay for these things. So if I need to pay for these four things when I damage, how much more so should I have to pay the kofar penalty when I kill? When the animal damages, it does not pay these four, but it does pay kofar. So I who have to pay four should certainly pay kofar. You see I'm more strict on humans. Says the Gemara again. You're right, logic would, they, would dictate that, except I have a verse telling me otherwise. Omar Kra says in the Pasuk, Kechol Asher Yushas Alav, Kofar is whatever it is um, evaluated against him, Alav Velay Al Adam. It's referring, uh, what it means is against him, but not against somebody who kills somebody else. Okay? Which means only the owner, that case of the verse is talking about an owner of an animal. Which means when you have an owner of an animal, you assess kofar. But an owner himself, we don't find that. And we have a verse specifically telling me only, if you fall under that, which means you're an owner, you pay kofar. If you're not an owner, no kofar. Again, verse overrides the logic. Okay, says the Gemara. Let's try again. Let's try to make another Kabachomer that wasn't mentioned in the Mishnah. Maybe if an ox damages somebody, not only, if my ox damages, not only should I pay for damages, I should also have to pay for medical bills, the pain, the embarrassment, and the loss of work. When I do that, when I hurt somebody, I need to pay for all these things. When my animal does it, I don't. Ask the Gemara, why not? Maybe when my animal does it, I shouldn't need to pay for these things. Why? Because we know an animal has a kofar payment. So we see we throw more payments on the animal. 
Let's learn this inside. Just when he comes to the loss of a person. If a person kills another person, there's no kofar payment. But still, if I damage somebody, I need to pay for these four additional payments. Sure. So if my axe, if my axe agurs, if it were to kill somebody, I do obligate it in a kofar payment. So I see I'm more strict on payments. Ain't I didn't how much more so she If I'm strict on payments, I should have to, he should have, you know, if my axe damages, I should have to pay all five. Damage, pain, embarrassment, loss of work and medical bills. Throw the whole thing at him. Says Gamar again, you're right, logic would say that, but there's a verse saying against it, Amar Kra Ishba Misai, only a man who inflicts a wound on his friend needs to pay these needs to go uh, handle these payments. Not an ox that uh, that creates damage. Okay. Period. End of that uh, end of that sugya. End of that topic. So again, how do we get onto that? Let's just give a quick overview. Our Mishnah described that the halachas of Karen Birshus Hanizik, how much I pay, dispute Rabbi Tarfin and the Rabbanan. Tarfin says whole. Rabbanan say half. It's learned out Kabachimer from Rabbanan says it's learned out Kabachimer from Shane and Rega. Tarfin has a different approach. Says the Gemara, very nice, okay, but what about all other uh, uh, opportunities to connect halachas and learn now halachas from Kabachimers? Every try we had, we had a verse telling us not to make the Kabachimer, but otherwise we would have. Okay, fine, let's move on. A new Shaila. It's a new Shaila. Ibailu, they asked the question searching for information. Regal Shadar Sagabitinik Bachatzar Anizik, if God forbid Nebuch. If you have an axe that tramples on a child, okay, in the victim's property. Okay. Now Rashi says, very interesting, this is very, very, very important to to add this in. Rashi says, Bechatzar Hanizik, this is about 12 lines down in the thin lines of Rashi. The animal trampled on the baby, but it wasn't done abnormally. It was done in a way of regal, where he had a baby on the floor and the animal just simply just walked on the child and killed the child. So it was done in a way of regal, not in like kicking or anything. Uh, there was nothing that instigated it and the animal didn't do anything out of the norm. So regal shadarsa al gabitinik v'chatzer anizik. Does the owner of the ox have to pay the kofar, this atonement penalty, to the family of the infant? If my ox usually kills somebody, I need to pay kofar payment, like we just learned before, a special atonement penalty. What happens if my ox killed a person, not intentionally, but in a way of rego, going about his business? Me, I'm Reno, do we say, me did have a... We say the same as a, the damage of Karen, the same way by a Karen, it can become a Muad or Chehu Mashalim Kaifer. It becomes a Muad and you pay Kaifer. Maybe over here, we'll say that Regal is like, we'll say Regal is like a Karen Muad and you should have to pay Kaifer. Over here, maybe there's no Kofer penalty because maybe Kofer penalty is only when the ox had intention to damage. But over here, when the animal stepped on the child in the victim's uh, courtyard, there was no intention to damage. It was just going around its business. 
Says the Gemara Tashma, come and listen. Let's try to prove what the halacha is. Hichnis shayre. If somebody's ox enters, lachatzar balabayis, the somebody else's property, shalai brishos, without permission. Unagachoy lebalabayis fames, and it gores that person, and the guy dies. Hashar beskila, the ox gets put to death with stoning. Uba'alav, and the owner, being tam, being muad, mishalim kaifer shalim. Always has to pay kaifer shalim. Divrei Rebbe Tarvin. These are the words of Rebbe Tarvin. Which means, the owner needs to pay a kaifer penalty if my axe goes into your court, it goes into the victim's courtyard and kills the victim in his courtyard. I, I have to pay kaifer whether my animal was a tam, whether my animal was a mud, because it's in the victim's courtyard. Says the Gemara, Kaifer Shalim Betam Lerb Tarfim Minali. Where does Reb Tarfin hold the case of full Kaifer? Lab Mishum. No, he said he, you pay full Kaifer. Where does full Kaifer penalty come from? Lab Mishum. The Shalim Lekar Basically, isn't because he holds the Basically, the Amar Tam Shalim Chazi Kaifer B'Shus Harabim. Umayislam Mekabel Chamer Miregal Alma. You see from here, Ika Kaifer Beregal. You see there is Kaifer even by Regal, and therefore when the animal goes into the victim's courtyard and tramples. A baby and kills the baby. You should have to pay. It could be the Tana is learning it out from the damages of Regal, which means it's very possible that there's no kofar. Um, uh, there's no kofar at all, but he's uh, by Regal in general. But Rabtarfin still is going to learn out uh, kaifer shalim from uh, from kaifer of Tam. Okay, bottom line, we have a Chumrah that we're now creating by, uh, by Regal, and uh, Karen Tam, is, uh, to, to obligate you in full, is going to be learnt out from Kaifer that's paid by Shane and Regal in a public domain. Why don't we ask a challenging question and say it like this, you know, if somebody kills through fire, there's no Kaifer payment. So why don't we say, when it comes to Nizak and Shkin Yashna Beish, it's also, you know, maybe only obligate on things on Regal that are similar to obligations when it comes to, uh, when it comes to Aish. And I know if somebody lights a fire and they kill somebody, there's no Kaifer penalty. And therefore we shouldn't have a Kabbalah Chaimer to learn out Kaifer. Says the Gemara, No, he'll, he'll learn out from the, the case of Regal. Um, he'll learn out from the case of Taman when something is hidden to, uh, to Regal and say, that uh, you're not going to be obligated when things are hidden. Says, Says, one second, when it comes to something that's hidden, you have uh, uh, the, the halacha of Taman applies by, uh, by a pit. If something is covered over and it gets damaged by a pit, are you going to be obligated to pay? You betcha. You certainly are. So you see, just because something is hidden doesn't get you off the hook from full damages, even when there's no kaifer, because pit is not obligated in kaifer. If my pit kills somebody, there's no uh, there's no kaifer penalty. So you see, there's no kaifer penalty, but you're still going to be chayiv on something which is tamun. So again, we don't find a chumrah that when, when it comes to the laws of uh, nizakin that you can use to teach me that there's a chi of uh, there's a chi of kaifer. Says Gemara, I'll tell you why. Mikalim, maybe learn out that if uh, when it comes to regal. That breaks vessels. So um, we know that you're chayav in a private domain. Now there's a unique halacha that we're going to come across later, Bez Hashem, 
which is that uh, vessels inside, if, if vessels break inside of a pit, the owner of the pit is not obligated. You're only obligated on an on a uh, uh, an animal that goes in. The pasuk in the Torah says, as we're going to learn in Bereshit, uh, and just uh, two more daf, we'll we'll focus on this. But uh, the pasuk says that when a shar oichamar fall into a bar, when an ox or a donkey fall into a pit, and the Gemara later on is going to make a drasha that what does it mean an ox falls into a pit? You have to pay if it gets damaged. As opposed to people. If a person falls in, you don't need to pay. Because they should have been more careful. And what does it mean a donkey falls in? It says the Gemara means as opposed to vessels. So vessels that fall into a pit, the owner is uh, is not going to be chayav. So he'll learn out from there that, uh, uh, he'll learn out from regel that where you are chayav in, in Kalim to the case of pit, where you're not chayav in Kalim. Says the Gemara, but ma'alakalim shein ken yashnabesh, you got to, the only time you're off the hook from vessels is on the pit, not by a fire. It says, Maybe we're dealing with vessels that are hidden over. So therefore, vessels that are hidden will not be obligated in pit damage because they're vessels. And they won't be obligated in fire damage because they're covered over. It says, But if they're, if they're covered over vessels, they also, you'd also need to pay those things uh, by, uh, when it comes to Adam Hamazik. Okay, so you're always going to find the case where you're still obligated despite the fact that it's kalim that is tamun. Rather, it must be that Reb Tarfin's halacha of, of kaifer payment is learned out from the kaifer paid by regal. Alma ika kaifer by regal. So you see from over here that there should be kaifer by regal shmamina. Bottom line, what are we walking away from? We started out with a shaila. And we said, what happens if you have an unfortunate incident where you have an uh, animal that walks into the victim's courtyard and kills in a way of regal, just tramples upon a child inside that courtyard? Is there going to be a kofar payment? Says the Gemara, yes. There certainly will be a payment of kaifar, even though the damage is a damage of regal. Omar Leir of Ravina says Ravina It's logical to say that there's kaifer payment even by regal. If you're going to tell me there's no kaifer payment when the when the killing is done in the normal way of regal, the the whole Tana used regal as his source. We could ask on this. Shma mina. You see from over here, this halacha that you pay uh, kaifer by uh, by regular keren is learned out from the fact that we pay kaifer by regal. That's the whole source of it. And since kaifer by regal is our source of kaifer by keren in the in the victim's domain specifically, and then it extends even outside. So obviously there is a kaifer uh, penalty. You have that atonement payment which must be made no matter what, even by regal. Okay, we have a proof. Beautiful. Next Mishnah. Crucial. Yesaidis, foundational. Listen to this. An ox the first few times pays half. After that, whole. Says the Mishnah, Adam, Muad, La'ilam. These three words we must always remember. Adam muad A human being, even if it's my first time, I'm a muad. 
were expected to be more careful. Whether it was intentional, whether it was unintentional. Whether I damaged when I was awake or whether I was sleeping. Very often people move around in their beds and they start whacking, let's say, uh, you know, they start slapping their hands around and you break your friend's, uh, your roommate's glasses or whatever it is. You sleepwalking and something breaks. There's no way to get off the hook by saying, I didn't know, I was sleeping. Adam muad la'ilam. If he blinds his friend or he breaks his things, you're going to have to pay full damages. Just one short Rashi, interestingly, Rashi says, I don't know why Rashi wants to mention that specifically in this case, but uh, even if it was done unintentionally, there's going to be a chiyah, there's going to be an obligation. Okay, says the Gemara. Katani, we learned. If you blind your friend's eye, you paid Nezek Shalim the same way when you break your vessels. It seems blinding your friend and breaking vessels have the same halacha. Mahasam Nezek, uh, uh, Nezek in Arbodvar, just like by vessels. You pay for the damage, but you don't pay for the pain, the medical bills, the loss of work, and the embarrassment. So too, when somebody blinds his friend's eye, Nezek in Arbodvar, if you blind your friend, you're going to pay for damage, but you don't need to pay for the pain, the medical bills, the loss of work, and the embarrassment. Top of Amr Bez says the Gemara, Okay, this is fascinating. This is fascinating. How do we know, getting back to our Mishnah, that Adam Muad La'ilam, how do I know that no matter what, if a person damages and breaks something, I am a muad, I need to pay full damage, even when I have no das to damage, even when it was completely unintentional. Now, an accident, an ones, I don't need to pay for. Things happen. But something that is bishogig, it was unintentional, you do need to pay. We're going to get, the Gemara is going to explain differences between these two. Suffice it to say, you know, just to give it, Clarity, an accident is when I had no intention to do anything. Unintentional very often is that I intended to do it, but I didn't intend for the outcome. Okay, I didn't intend for the outcome. Um, so, you know, a case of Shaigig from, let's say, Mesechus Makis or something, right? Well, we'll see in our Gemara, we'll give, bring our own examples. But it could be like if somebody's throwing a knife, they intended to do that. But they intended for it to, they, they were having dark practice. And it went and it damaged somebody else's stuff. That's shaygig. Or he damaged somebody else. That's shaygig. Because it wasn't an accident. You could have been more careful. You didn't need to do that. But uh, shaygig, you're obligated. Okay, says the Quran, what's the source for this? Amar Chizki taught in his yeshiva taught as well. Amar Krab, Petzatach is Petzah, wound for a wound. Lechavi al shaygig, Kemezit, while in his karats. Always chayev. Haimi b'lilin sarb makam nezek. Says Gemara, Petzatach uh, has is coming to teach us that you need to pay for payment even when there is damage. And it's not teaching me to obligate somebody even by unintentional. It could have written a, a wound for a wound. Matachas, what's the actual word? Tachas, shma minotarti. So you learn out both halachas. Again, you're learning out the uh, the, the payment. 
even when you're paying, you need to pay for tsar, and that adam ur la'ilam, a person is always always takes on the status of a adam of a muad, and you're always going to be obligated. Okay. Amarab. Now, now this next gemara is going to clarify shogeg ones mezid, you know, unintentional, accidental, on purpose. Let's get into this. Amarab Rabbi says, "Hayse A person had a stone sitting on his lap, and he wasn't aware of it. Amar, he stands up in Nafla and it falls down. Then in if it damages something or somebody, he's going to be obligated. Okay, you're obligated. Bottom line is, it was unintentional. You had no clue the knife was even there. Somebody put it in your lap. But the bottom line is you stood up. You you had the knife fall. You're going to be obligated. You're not about the war and putters. You got to pay for damage. But you need to pay for pain, medical bills, embarrassment, loss of work. No. And you should know when it comes to the laws of Shabbos. Now you broke something. You damn or you, you cut somebody. Is it uh, is it a chil Shabbos? Says when it comes to when it comes to Shabbos, this is not a problem because the only time you're you're it's a transgression. Midairaisa biblically is malachas machshavas aster. It has to be an intentional act. Leinian and therefore this is not. You're not going to be chayiv for hilchas Shabbos. Leinian galus when it comes to galus, sending him off to galus. If let's say the stone falls from your lap and kills somebody unintentionally, the halacha is potter. You don't even go to the city of refuge. Lenin Eved, what about when it comes to setting your Eved free? We know if you blind your Eved, knock out his tooth, what happens if this happens, uh, if, if that were to happen unintentionally by you standing up and the knife caused damages to your Eved Kanani? So, Plukta the Rav Shimon, the Rabbi Gamliel, the Rabbanu, we have Machlaikas between Rav Shimon, Rabbi Gamliel, and the Rabbanu, the Tanglin, the Rabbi Sarisha, your Rabbi Raife. If somebody's, if somebody's uh, uh, master was a doctor, so I, I own a servant, I am a doctor, I'm a surgeon. The Torah says if I damage, physically damage, if I knock out the tooth of my Evid, he goes free. If I blind him in the eye, he goes free. What if I'm an eye surgeon? What if I'm a oral, uh, an oral surgeon? Uh, and, the, and the servant says, Yeah, I, I want you to do the surgery. And then what happens is you end up blinding your Evid. The surgery doesn't work and it gets worse. Or he says, please, can you fix my tooth? The hipila. And because of you fixing it, the tooth had to be, uh, the tooth fell out. Excuse me. The halacha still is, you ready for this? The servant could play with the master and go free. Listen, you knocked out my tooth, you blinded me in the eye. No, you cannot go free. Sorry, Charlie. Vashichasa. Only when the owner's coming to damage, when the owner got upset, hit the Yavad, something happened, there has to be an element of kavana, of intent to hurt. Over here, where you're acting as a doctor, there's no intent to hurt. Hence, the, uh, the Yavad is not going, uh, the Yavad cannot go free where there's no intention. Okay. So, that's that. It's interesting, it's interesting to note that you have one thing one type of act that depending on the area of halacha in some ways will be called intentional, in some ways will be called unintentional, sometimes will be called an aynas. What happens if you knew there was a knife on your lap or a stone on your lap, but you forgot? See, in the first case, says there was a, he stood up and it fell out, he didn't know. What happens if first you knew and then you mamish forgot? And now it damaged. So when it comes to Damages, you have to pay. When it comes to 
the other four payments that that are obligated when a human damages again pain, embarrassment, loss of work, and medical bills. Potter, you're off the hook. Lady Gullus, Chayev, you're going to be Chayev to go to Gullus, a city of refuge. If there was any sort of awareness of knowledge, you have to go to Gullus, and you knew about it. Lady Shabbos, you're going to be Potter, because again, when it comes, you know, if it did damage on Shabbos or, or you know, the, the, the knife or stone worked the field somehow when it fell. You're going to be potter because it's not a malachas machshavas. It's not an intentional act. And you never plucked the the, the rabbanon. Reb Shimon will be over rabbanon. It's going to go back to that machlokes that we brought up. Uh, that, you know that we brought up earlier with uh, with uh, Rabbah. Yeah, that was the the whole dispute. What do you do with the uh, master who is a doctor trying to help and he ends up hurting? So we had that machlokes. The scoffing lizrak arba. What happens if somebody wanted to throw? Uh, something, a knife. I intended to throw it four feet and it ended up going eight feet. When it comes to Nizak, I'm going to be obligated. When it comes to other four payments, I am off the hook. There was no, even though you could have been more careful, You apparently you only pay these four other payments when there's real negligence, not just when you could have been more careful. When it comes to Shabbos, you're off the hook because Melechas Machshavas Be'inon and it wasn't intentional. You only wanted to do it too. You didn't, uh, you know, uh, for, you only wanted to throw it two amas, not four amas. It says in the Torah, a person wasn't careful. So it's excluded from the pasuk, and you don't need to go to Golos. Okay, fine. So that's all in the case where you intended to throw two. You ended up throwing four and the various halachas. Now what happens if you wanted to throw it further, this is probably more common, and you ended up short. And it hurt because you, you, you killed somebody, you hurt somebody, you broke something because you were trying to throw it across the stream and it turns out that it nailed the boat in the middle of the stream. You did it, your arms not as good as you thought. So Niskaving Lizraik Arba, um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Before you had attention to throw two, now you're throwing four. Now it says the Gemara, um, what if you wanted to throw it four Amas and you're actually, you're stronger than you thought. Bizarak uh, Shmaina, you ended up throwing eight Amas. So when it comes to Nizakin, you're going to be Chayev. You're going to be, uh, you're going to be obligated. Now, it's what we said before. You, you had Machshava to do what you did. Only difference that we're going to find between two and four, as Rashi point, uh, and four and eight, as Rashi points out, is the possibility of a malachas machshavas, of it actually being a ma'isa shabbos. So neskavim is like avizok shmoyin alin nizok and chayef lini dal dvarim potter because it's not complete negligence. Le'inyan shabbos by merkol magum shertzat tenuach. If he says I don't care where it falls, then you're going to be chayev on shabbos. Eloi loy. If you wanted it to daf go eight feet, it's not a malachas machshavas. You're off the hook. Then in Gullus, when about whether you're obligated to go to Gullus, it says Asher Leitzada. He didn't trap him. Pratlan Eskavin Lizrak Arba Vizarak Shmaina. So you don't need to go to a city of refuge. The Indian Eved Plukted Rav Shimon Gamliel Verabanan. We also go back to that Machloga uh, scene between Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, Rabbi Shim, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, and the Rabban. Vyomar Rabban Rabban says Zarak Klim Mereshigag. Somebody throws a vessel off of a roof. Okay. Potter. See, here's what happens. My timer, let's just get monotvira tavar. See, here's what happens. Get ready for this. I am done 
with, I'm going to change the case to make it a little practical for us. I'm done with my basketball. So I put it in my garbage can for it to be taken away. Somebody comes along, opens up my garbage can, takes a knife and stabs the ball. And now it's a ruined ball. Can I go to him and say, uh, you tore my ball? Or do we say, uh, you already put it in the garbage can? In a similar vein, it's not a great example, it says it more like this. I'm standing on top of my house. I've got stuff. I'm doing Pesach cleaning. I got stuff I want to get rid of. I might as well make it fun with my kids once I'm getting rid of stuff, right? So we've got, let's say, uh, some old porcelain plates. And we want to see if they'll break if we throw them off our roof. Why? I don't know. But that's what we decided. So we throw it off the roof. And you come along with a baseball bat and start whacking those things and breaking them before they hit the ground. So I already threw it off the roof. But now you're hitting it before, before it actually broke. Can I ask you for damages? Or do we say, listen, it would have broken anyway. And I can't demand payment. So this is Rabbah. If I throw my vessel off the top of a roof, somebody else comes along, takes a baseball bat and whacks it. Potter, the guy who hit it with a baseball bat is not obligated to pay. My time away. It's considered like you broke a broken thing. Once it's on its way down, it's broken. If I throw a vessel off my roof, you talk to what happens if I throw it off my roof? You know why? Not because I intend to break it. Or maybe I even do intend it, but it doesn't matter. You know why? Because there's bushes on bottom or there's pillows and blankets. It simply wouldn't have broken because there was padding there. Oh, but. Somebody comes along, doesn't, doesn't knock out a baseball bat. You know what they do? They move the pillows. A little prank. You know? We're, we're trying stuff out. You know, I'm trying to see how high I could drop and it'll go on the pillow without it breaking. Somebody goes and shh, moves out the pillow. So now it breaks. Says Rabba Putter, the one who removed the pillows does not need to pay even though he it only broke because of him. It broke because he moved the pillows. He's Putter. My time out, why? When he threw it off the roof, um, it didn't have the ability to break. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're, now we're done with somebody who throws somebody else's vessels off the roof. So if I throw your vessel off the roof, but there was pillows and mattresses on bottom, I'm not obligated for throwing them off the roof. It's the one who pulled them away that's going to be high. Okay? But I'm not. Because the time that I threw it, it shouldn't have broken. The Yomarabah, Rabbah also says, Zarak Tinaik Mirai Shagag. You throw a child off a roof. If somebody comes along and accepts the child with a sword. So who killed this baby? What happens if somebody who's killed by a gang of 10 people, they're all whacking him with clubs, nailing him, hitting him so hard. Okay? So... Ten people are hitting a guy, 
whether they hit him all at the same time, or whether they hit him one after another, the halacha is, kulam peturim, top of tomorrow's daf, they're all off the hook from the death penalty. You can't put the misa on any specific person. You can't blame the death on any specific person. He says, depends. If they all hit him at once, I agree. You can't put the death penalty on anybody specific. You can't point to anybody specific. They're all going to be free from the death penalty. But if they hit him one after another, then whichever one gave the last blow to kill him, that's the one Chayev. He's the one, and he says, actually, they're all going to be Chayev. Because he, uh, I'm sorry, if they hit him one after another, the last guy, right before death is Chayev. He's the one who caused the actual death. I wouldn't have died if not for the first nine. Okay, but that's your problem. You still shouldn't have hit him. You're the one that brought the uh, the actual death. So how's this machlekas connected to our case? The case was like this. If somebody throws a child off a roof and somebody else and accepts him with a sword, so the one, granted the child would have died anyway, but the one who's holding the sword killed the child earlier. So the chachamim will say you're not obligated because the child would have died anyway. It doesn't matter if you just brought the death a little faster. Peter Masira says, no, it does matter. Your hit brought the death faster. I, maybe he would have died even with the first nine. Mine just made it quicker. Oh, your quicker obligates you in uh, your quicker obligates you in the uh, the death penalty. Okay, that's the that's the halacha of Rabba. We'll hold it here, Bezram, tomorrow. We'll pick up and finish the Perak, Bez Hashem, uh, uh, as we go through uh, a, a few more uh, different cases of Rabbah. There's going to be uh, additional five or so uh, new halachas of Rabbah uh, that, that Rabbah is teaching us till, uh, till we finish the Perak. And then we're Zaychet to start the, uh, the third Perak, uh, which is going to uh, deal with a lot of the halachas of public domain and, and the responsibilities of of people to not put things in public domain as we walk through public domains. But uh, we'll see Bezram tomorrow. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Chavra Bezram tomorrow. Dafyami, same time. Hopefully from Yerushalayim.